Welcome to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast, where we discuss all things mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. To get more information and resources, visit the website at therapyforblackgirls.com. And while I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me for session 32 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. So today I thought we'd do something a little different. So if you've been listening for a while, then you know the on the porch questions or when I invite you to sit on the porch with me and sip a little bit of sweet tea as we chat about some of the issues that are concerning you. So we don't always have questions, but today we had a couple. So I thought I would dedicate an episode to answering a couple of the questions that were in the inbox. If you have questions or situations that you would like feedback about, definitely send those over to me. You can send those to podcast at therapyforblackgirls.com and it might be read on the air and I'll give you some feedback. So the first question we have. Hi, Dr. Joy. First, I want to say that I love the podcast. It has been extremely helpful to me while I am on my self-love journey. I'm excited to know that we finally have a safe space specifically for our healing and growth. You're very welcome. I will be 20 years old in about a month. I have never been in a relationship, never had sex, and have never been kissed. My entire life, I have been the picture-perfect child. I don't drink, smoke, or even party. I turned out to be well-rounded despite growing up without a healthy father figure in my life. My parents separated before I was four and my sister's dad was in my life until I was 13 when he simply just stopped participating in my life. I held on to resentment and anger towards him and my mother until recently when I began to try to heal myself. I'm praying, reading, and trying to grow spiritually but I can't help but think that there's something missing. Every time I attempt at a relationship, it fails. Either they don't seem to put forth effort, they only want sex, or they just don't make time for me. If those things don't happen, I cut them off before I have to reveal anything about myself that will make me vulnerable. I'm terrified of being in a relationship but I'm even more terrified of not ever being loved. I tend to blame myself when things crumble. I'm pretty sure I have some form of anxiety as I just replay things over and over in my head, trying to come to terms with the situation and analyzing what I said or how I said it. I'm not easy on myself in the least bit, so placing the blame on others takes a while for me. I hate confrontation, so I run when things get scary. I'm good with communicating with my friends, and I'm a pretty active listener. But when it comes to men, all of that flies out the window. I literally do not know how to interact with them. I am just now learning that you can be friends with men because previously it seemed like they only had one motive. I guess what I'm asking 
is how much of my behavior is actually my fault as a person and how much of it is because I lack the father-daughter relationship that is so essential to proper development and healthy romantic relationships. And how can I try to grow as a person despite what I feel like I lacked in my childhood? I hope this makes sense. I would really love your opinion on Black Daddyless Daughters. So thank you so much for writing in again, and thank you for all of the kind words. Um, I do want to give you some feedback based on the things that you've written in the letter. So the first thing that jumped out to me was um, your statements around the fact that you've never been in a relationship, you've never had sex, you've never been kissed, you don't drink, smoke, or really party, um, and that you have been the picture-perfect child. And so to me, it sounds like there is something there behind that statement for you that you thought that if you did all of these things correctly, it would equal some reward on the other end. So I would encourage you to explore what the reward was you thought um, came on the other end of doing all of those things. And I would also encourage the rest of us to kind of think about the ways that we sometimes set young women up for failure by making them believe that if you do all of these things then it equals some other thing Um, because sometimes when we get into um, encouraging people that there is only one way to be successful or that you have to do all of these things to be worthy then what happens when you don't have these things does that mean that you are not worthy And so I think that we really set people up for failure sometimes when we have them believing that they have to do X, Y, and Z to be worthy. So I'd encourage you, listener, to examine what that means for you personally as you wrote this letter and encourage the rest of us to think about how we may be putting some of these unrealistic expectations on the young people in our lives. Okay, so that was the first thing. The second thing that really jumped out to me was the statement that you made about sometimes you cut people off when you're kind of starting to date them before you have to reveal anything about yourself that will make you vulnerable. So I'm wondering what you're afraid will happen if you're vulnerable. And that kind of speaks to me that there may be some abandonment issues here. Um, And quite naturally, you know, when you have had two male figures, male authority figures, leave your life, I think abandonment issues are, are something that could naturally develop. But I do want to encourage you to think about what these abandonment issues look like in your life. Because the thing about them is that they typically don't just show up in one area. They typically show up in many areas of our lives. So sometimes it looks like causing arguments so that we push people away before they get too close. And then other times, like you mentioned, we don't even let people get close so that it doesn't hurt as bad if they leave. The hang up here, though, is that we are never truly seen by other people. We don't ever actually allow ourselves to be seen by other people and for people to really know us which of course causes distance, right? Because if you don't really feel like you know somebody, then it feels really hard to get close to them. And then it starts this whole cycle of um, push-pull all over again. 
So I wonder what would happen if you allowed yourself to truly be seen. And I wonder if there are areas of your life where you are more fully yourself. So maybe in some of your friendships with girls, maybe those are areas where you um, really allow yourself to kind of show your full personality and people really do feel like they know you. And if that is the case, then I'd want you to look at how you're different in those relationships versus the ones where you feel like you can't be vulnerable. And are there some skills that can be transferred over to your dating relationship? So if you feel like you have these skills that work work really well in your um, platonic girlfriend friendships, then maybe some of those skills can be transferred over when you're dating. So the next area I wanted to highlight was the... Um, section where you talked about you tend to blame yourself when things crumble and that it's really hard for you to place blame on other people because you have difficulty with confrontation. And what I want you to kind of think about is this word blame, right? I think the word blame tends to carry a negative connotation. We have really negative associations with the word blame. And I don't know that there needs to be blame placed on anyone. I think what you do want to do, though, is assess accountability. So if a situation doesn't work out the way that you want it, Um, What part of that can you own? So can you go back and look at what kinds of things were actually um, problematic that you did? In which ways did you not truly show up in this situation? And which parts of that have nothing to do with you? So what you want to be careful to do is, um, is to not take on things that are not actually your issue. So you want to own your stuff, but then leave everything else that is not your stuff. You mentioned um, that you feel like you are a very good communicator. So this kind of speaks to my earlier statement that are there some transferable skills from your friendships that you could use with your um, dating relationship. So you mentioned being a good communicator and that you're a pretty active listener, um, but that you feel like all of that goes out of the window when it comes to guys. And so... You know, like I said, can you transfer some of those skills? And I'd also encourage you to start. Um, you, you mentioned that you hadn't have just noticed that you can be friends with guys in your life. So, are there some guy friends who you can have platonic relationships with? Can you have some honest conversations about um, the ways that you're coming across? You know, like what kind of vibe do they get from you? Do you feel like you can even be vulnerable in um, platonic friendships with men? And also encourage you to explore what has you feeling that guys are so different. Um, So if these are truly platonic friendships, meaning, you know, you've not ever had any attraction to them, they've not had any attraction to you. Why do you feel like they are so different from your girlfriends? So just think about that a little bit. The final thing that I wanted to kind of call your attention to that you mentioned was um, in your closing statement, you said how much of my behavior is actually my fault as a person and how much of it is because I lack the father daughter relationship. So I don't know that it's really about whose fault it is. It's more about what you plan to do about it now that you know these issues exist. Um, So I don't think that anybody would um, dispute you in, um, in, in the fact that 
not having a strong relationship with a father figure in your life has likely created a lot of issues. And many of them you have detailed in this letter. But now that you know that those things exist, what are you going to do about it? So it's not enough to just say these things happen because I didn't have a relationship with my dad. And while as awful as that is, that doesn't have to mean that that's the end for you. So I would encourage you to find a therapist in your area who you could work through some of these deeper issues with um, because the hurt and resentment that you feel are definitely legitimate. I mean, like we've said, growing up with a dad has without a dad has absolutely impacted you, but it doesn't have to define you. Your story does not have to end here. Um, so now that you know that you have these issues being vulnerable and not feeling like you can truly show up for yourself in relationships, then I want you to, you know, take the next steps of doing something about that. And I think a lot of it could actually start with doing some really good therapy. So thank you again for writing in. I do hope that some of that feedback has helped you and any of our other listeners who may be struggling with something similar. Our second letter states, Hi, I love the show and everything you're doing for the community. You're very welcome. I've been with this guy for the last year and a half and I'm starting to question our relationship. He's so sweet, does a lot for me, but can sometimes be a bit lazy and immature. My friends tell me to be careful because I can't expect him to be perfect and we have to have room to grow. He has made a few changes to grow and I understand that for my age, I am an overachiever, but I'm nervous I may be trying to grow him up and later down the road, he doesn't change and won't be ready to make major decisions about moving forward. What are your thoughts? Then she lists some background information. I'm 26, he's 29. Examples of his immaturity, he's still living in his mother's house and never wants to experience new things, and they're also long distance. So thank you again for writing in for some feedback. Um, so the first thing that really jumped out to me is this idea of growing someone up. So you definitely can't grow anyone up nor do you really want to set up that type of dynamic in your relationship. So what you're describing is more of a mother-son relationship, not a relationship between partners. Um, so when we're thinking about like growing somebody up or kind of, I almost hear like raising somebody, which of course is not what you want to be doing with your partner. That's typically a more a parental relationship, not a relationship between partners. So what you risk in a relationship dynamic like this, when it's more of a parental kind of thing, is that one or both of you could end up feeling really resentful. And at some point, this also impacts the attraction level, the romantic attraction level, because sons are not romantically attracted to their mothers. So you want to be very careful not to put yourself in this role. I think a lot of us, um, sometimes as women, we want to be helpful and bring out the best in our partners. And sometimes this crosses the line into mothering, which is not our role. Our role in a partnership is not to mother. It is to be a partner. So I think you want to examine where this need to grow him up comes from. Um, is this really a desire to be helpful or is your self-worth somehow tied into being needed in this way by him? So think about that for yourself. 
I also want to kind of um, give you a little bit of feedback about the comment your friends made about um, not expecting him to be per- perfect. So, of course, you can't expect him to be perfect. None of, none of us are perfect. Um, but you can expect to have your needs met in a relationship. So if trying new things and being adventurous is important to you and he refuses to do this, then it's OK for you to do what you need to do to have your relationship needs met. It's absolutely okay for you to do that. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So you should assume that most things about your partner won't change. So the question for you and for other people who may be struggling in this way is if he changes nothing about his current behavior, will you still feel fulfilled in the relationship? So some questions for you to kind of to kind of think about as you make some decisions about this relationship. So those were the on the porch questions we had for today. Again, if you have a situation that you would like some feedback about and want to get some feedback from me, please make sure to send that over to podcast at therapyforblackgirls.com. If you are looking for a therapist in your area, make sure to check out our therapist directory at therapyforblackgirls.com backslash directory. And if you are a therapist listening to the podcast and you would like to have your information shared in the directory where people can find you and connect with you very easily, you can head on over to therapyforblackgirls.com backslash being listed. If you are interested in being a part of our Thrive Tribe, which is a Facebook group where we have discussions about the episodes and other things that are helpful in terms of black women um, really thriving and maintaining their mental health, head on over to therapyforblackgirls.com backslash tribe. And you know I love getting your feedback on social media. Um, One of my favorite things is when you guys share the fact that you are listening to the podcast in your Instagram stories. So if you guys would keep on doing that, I would really appreciate it. So if you're on Instagram and you are listening to the podcast on your phone, go ahead and include it in the Instagram story so that you can share with your friends that they should also be listening to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. Make sure that you are using our hashtag TBG in session. And you can find us on Twitter at therapy for the number four B girls. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at therapy for black girls. I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with you all real soon. Take good care. <music>